Hello and welcome to Kinoe Quest, episode 167. I'm your yeah. host, Mike Apps, aka Wheels, brought to you by Spacer's Choice. It's not the best choice, it's Spacer's Choice. And with with me as always... Uh, born to Die, David McCarney, Fanboy Master. And your man in Japan, Gaiji Minogatari, Michael Baker, with world's cutest co-host, Take Two, yeah. on my lap, because... The nursery school won't take her with this runny nose. Oh, no. Yes, I'm And for the record, she thinks that she's about to see her grandma and papa on the computer screen. So um, let's see how long it takes her to figure this out. Listen, I've been a disappointment to many people throughout my life. I think I can take being another disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at least we're happy for now. Yes, I agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. So how are you guys doing over there? Uh, doing okay. Wheels okay. appears to be playing some sort of hell card game. It's um, Shadowverse. Uh, I don't know what that is. You might have just made it's, that up. It's basically anime Hearthstone. Okay. Very, very popular oh. in Japan. They made a computerized version of that? Uh, okay. Okay, I believe that. Actually, I'm not surprised because they've made computerized versions of pretty much all of them at this point. Actually, wait a minute, do they have a Weiss Schwartz computer version? Uh, I believe it, but I've never checked. I mean, I, I know they made like, oh, what was it? Zillions of min- zillions of enemy X or something like that. Z- I know they actually made a computer game for that one, and, or a PC game, not a PC, a console game for that one. I can't even remember the title straight. Yeah, I know, I know. Yes. Uh, they do not have too many a, a computerized version of the Final Fantasy trading card game, which is what I really want. Because it looks yeah. neat. I'm going to assume that's a bad trading card game. Yeah, uh, I've heard good things. I bought a few decks, and it looks really cool. I just have no How recent is this one? It's like Did they two, make a recent? Old. Okay, okay. I was thinking of, like, there's been several Final Fantasy card games. Oh, I'm sure and, uh, that this recent one seems to be competent. Yeah. Man, I really love, like, if you're ever real bored, go look through, like, Wikipedia's list of trading card games, and you will find many a 90s property that you forgot happened that apparently had a trading card game that lasted, like, one expansion. Uh, do you know that Planescape wow. had a card game? No, I, no, wait, yes, I did see that. I, I played it. It was confusing as all hell. One of the five or so D&D-based card games. Correct. I think one of my favorites was the Lord of the Rings card game, sitting alongside the Middle-Earth card game. <laughs> Very different. Uh, also a big fan of the Austin Powers card game, which uh, really shows where the barrel, uh, where the bottom of the barrel reaches. Oh, behave, really. Uh, I played the Star Trek card game briefly. There's like five of those. <laughs> I played one of the Star, Star Trek cards briefly. Let me guess, it wasn't very good. Uh, I don't, it seemed okay at the time. Okay, list of collectible card games. I mean, the, the only real use I ever had for a card game was the Pokemon card game as flashcards. <laughs> Works well. Yeah. Yeah, if you're trying to teach B verbs in past, present, and future, then. You can't do much better than Pokemon, oddly enough. 
What? No, no. Oh, okay. I just, I just looked at this list again. And just like, who was? Why would you make an one? Why would you make an? Oh my god, an arcade, not arcade card game. And two, why would you do that in two thousand nine? <laughs> Man, the 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 list of dead collectible card games is just strange. It's incredible. It's very strange. I played some weird ones because uh, they uh, a lot of them sprung up after Magic. Ah, uh, two different Bleach card games. Oh God. Yeah, I know a lot of the, the minor ones in Japan just finally gave up on trying to steal market share anywhere and they combined into things like Weiss Schwartz where they just feature different anime yeah. series as part of the main as part of the same game. Yeah, at some point that just becomes your better option because it's just like, well, I mean, who knows how many how long people are gonna care about this. <laughs> Seems smart. You're never gonna survive it otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I do appreciate any time where it's like there's two or three of them, but they're only separated by like a year or two. So it's just like you just kept trying this, but you also had no confidence in any of your individual attempts. <laughs> by the way, this card game has a completely random uh, near automata thingy. You say random, and yet Nier Automata has now crossed over with basically everything, so... Yeah, I, I don't understand. How did that happen? Uh, I'm not sure if you've known this, but people like butts, and that game had a lot of those to sell okay. you. Yeah. all right, touche. Fair <laughs> point. Oh, man. Multiple Digimon card games. Three different ones, all in the space of three years. <laughs> Seems about right. Big fan of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Super all having different card games. Was there a One Piece card game? Uh, probably What's several. That? Let me check. Yep, One Piece CCG uh, originally in uh, original release seems to have been in 03. Sounds about right. Yeah, it had been going pretty strong in Japan by, for a while at that point. Yeah. I think it was like the a first big in like 97. Yeah. One Piece is old now. It's weird to think. Uh, and Sergeant Frog and Bleach and Naruto. Yeah, yeah. All kind of the same wave. Late 90s. Yep. But yeah, um, so yeah, that's a, that's a tangent and a half to have already gotten off to, which is fine because I don't think we have any questions. Well, we have a question, but. Well, we also have, um, so remember last week there was the game I couldn't talk about because of a oh, yeah. uh, embargo yeah. order, which oddly enough, the embargo was lifted six hours after we, or like six to eight hours after we had the recording. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Severin, couldn't you have told me this a little earlier? Oh, well. Um, <laughs> uh, but actually, no, I put up an impression of it on, like, Monday. Or Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh. To go with the actual release date. Um, cute little game called Summer in Mara. Oh, I've heard of that one. Yeah. Um, 
it's I'm assuming it got onto our coverage because of some similarities to Harvest Moon in your base camp area. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, it's mostly a uh, straight-up adventure game. Hmm. Um, I mean, they, they probably could have put combat and monsters in there if they'd wanted to, and it probably would have worked quite well as an action RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, but they chose not to do it with this one. Mm-hmm. So instead, it's... Um, I mean, it's all the kind of character interactions and running around and questing stuff that you would um, kind of um, associate with a mid-range JRPG just without any fighting. It's not the worst idea. No, no, it's cute. It works quite well. It's it has some implementation issues when it comes to um, letting me know what I can do or what I should do or how to do it, or sometimes just letting me know some things a little too soon and making me very confused. <laughs> so, like, um, getting in, getting to the first or to the second island, and I have, I'm have i trying to figure out how to get this lady in the lighthouse, and, you know, near the lighthouse to talk to me, and I talked to a few people, and suddenly on the quest thing it says, get two, two of these seashells and a novel. I have no idea how a novel ended up on this list of items to get <laughs> at all. Um, and so I've been, I was running around trying to find a novel and also from the map, the map had, I mean, even before I got to this Island, I still had a map of the Island with about five different people marked and locations there. Mm-hmm. So I knew this one character existed. He did not exist at the spot where the map said he was supposed to exist. Hmm. At least for quite a while and after I met him. Um, and as it turns out, and this is something that has been changed in the game now, um, the character was only supposed to appear after you had talked to a different person, non-connected. And hmm. they showed up in a different location from the one that was marked on the map. Because they can show up in two different locations, apparently. And I spent, I wasted a whole lot of time trying to find this character. <laughs> who immediately after talking to him and getting some recommendations on how to get in, um, get in the good graces of the lady in the lighthouse, uh, he gave me the novel. So, like, this one item I've been trying to find and this one character I've been trying to meet, it's the same problem. Go figure. And so, I mean, the rare handful of issues I've had with this game are all kind of similar to that. So, um, like, most recently, yeah, most recently I had to find a croissant somewhere as part of a quest line. And I have a recipe for a croissant. I do not have one of the main ingredients for the croissant. (laughs) Um, Checking it out online, I find that I will get the ability to make this ingredient for the croissant much farther down the quest line than I am right now, but I need the croissant to advance that quest line. Hmm. So I'm trying to figure out what in the world's going on, and this is only one of like four different quests that are stalled because I don't have this particular um, base ingredient item. And then I find out that I can buy croissants. (laughs) There's a restaurant in town that sells them, and I never remember that detail. I'm like, Whoops. Hey, yeah. Yes. So, um, 
cute game, be, um, very pretty. Occasionally, some issues with helping the player figure out how to do stuff. So, not the worst I have ever seen in that department by sh and by a long shot, but still kind of annoying sometimes. So, yeah. Cool. This, so is that out now? Oh yeah, it's been out since Tuesday. Okay. Yep, Summer in Mara by Chibig, which goes by Chibig Studio on Twitter because apparently Chibig was already taken by a rapper somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Did not find this out until after the first time I had tried to tweet screenshot of the game <laughs> with the wrong tags. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Like, oops, sorry, dudes. Um, that happened. Well, you probably won't be the only one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, the Switch's fault for not... Uh, Help, I'm not helpfully informing me of which tags and hashtags are available. <laughs> yeah, that is so annoying. So I'm kind of typing these things in blind. Well, unfortunately, that is also my primary method of getting screenshots from my switch to my computer, is tweeting them. So I really should get a micro SD card for that thing. Oh. oh, that reminds me. I have to mail Dave a micro Dave. SD card. Oh no! Don't mail me things. You don't want I, a bigger micro SD card? I do want a big, bigger <laughs> micro SD card. I'm not gonna lie. But, yeah. Uh. Suppose that uh, moves us into. Have me and Wheels played anything? Wheels played a card game, apparently. <laughs> I played lots of the Outer Worlds. That's fine. That's a wise choice. I definitely love that game. I've noticed it's a good game. Yeah. So, uh... Oh, and me and Wheels uh, played a game a few days ago. For those yes. who were paying attention. <laughs> Wheels is not a good partner. Not gonna wow, lie. Harsh. <laughs> harsh. We Listen, made pretty good progress. You made a number of decisions that either killed us or nearly killed us. Okay, that's not technically false. Do we start naming you Leori Jenkins now? <laughs> well... I don't he know definitely if... escalated something to physical violence that def definitely did not have to. Well, I don't uh, know. It definitely that. did get us killed. So, yes, Leroy Jenkins. All right, listen. So, we're playing Divinity Original Sin 2. We uh -huh. walk into this room, and there's a dead body there. Uh huh. And I panicked. And attacked the you guards to coming to investigate. I was yes. telling you they were investigating the mystery of this dead body. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And your response was to light them on fire. <laughs> and that didn't work. Yeah, their response was to kill us. All in all, a very I, natural I response for your average tabletop role-playing game. Yes. Long game. Wrong genre, dude. 
There was I also... tried to mitigate the situation by turning them into a chicken. It did turn them into a chicken. It didn't help with the rest of it. No. And then later on, there was the occasion where we were in a routine battle, and I accidentally set someone on fire. It just happens a lot. He's really trigger-happy with the fire. I've been lit on fire a number of times. Apparently I picked the wrong character. I don't know. You certainly got to light people on fire the way you want to. It's true. Although my character, somebody tried to assess, assassinate my character, which was annoying. Seemed well-earned. I don't know about that. Your character is a lizard man wandering around with the name The Red Prince. You're probably some sort of, well, you you probably deserve it at least a little bit. I guess. <laughs> so, uh... But yeah, that game rules. It's good. We will try to at least occasionally do more of that. Uh, announcements for more episodes of that will probably just go in the podcast section of the Discord. Keep abreast of new developments. Yes. See how quickly I light him on fire next time. Well, at this point, you're just going to do it immediately as a joke. <laughs> well, at least we have a cleric now. That's That's the important part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Divinity Original Sin 2, it's good, and it runs surprisingly well on Switch, which was nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely the best console version, because you can uh, copy or save game to uh, Steam. Yeah. I would nice. like to see that continue to be a trend. Yeah, and it's funny, because it's a trend only on Switch, like the other games that do that. They, they just haven't put it on the other console versions. I doubt there's I doubt there's a, much of a demand for it, but it, it makes the yeah. most sense on the Switch versions, just because yeah. it's like, well, if I want if I want to play it at home, I can play like this really like HDified uh, like the ideal uh, performance version, and then if I want to uh, play it at uh, play it on the go, well, and I just swap my save back over to Switch. Yeah, I really appreciate it for The Witcher, because that's a game where I'm like, I really want to, I do want to occasionally play this in like high definition, but I don't want to have to, like, have two different save games because that game is huge. That game is like a hundred hours long. Mm-hmm. Uh... And of course, there will be people who want to play it that many times over but still yeah good to have options good to have options speaking of the witcher i'm still kind of cackling that uh cyberpunk got delayed again not surprised yeah no i suspect that this time it's just why why launch it once in september and then again in november yeah but very funny to me (laughs) A game that I recall being announced in 2012. Was it? Was that when it was announced? They did not. Yeah, it was. It was. I want to say 2012. It was just like they just brought up the like original creator of Cyberpunk 2020 and basically said, "Yeah, they're making a game based off of my thing." And then they didn't talk about it again for like five years other than like they did like a concept trailer like a year later and then 
went radio silent on it, except to say that it was after The Witcher 3 for a while. It was a weird thing. Let me see if I can get the exact date of announcement, but it's... They hired a publicist from Square Enix? I guess. Man, the Wikipedia page has been scrubbed of the original announcement date, it seems like. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's Red Engine 4. It talks about the thing that gives its announced release date. It talks about... Yeah, this is basically just a PR uh, page, but... Yeah, it only talks about when earnestly... When it officially entered pre-production, it does not seem to say a single thing about when it was announced. <laughs> Okay, wait. Okay, wait. Uh, it's way down here in release and marketing, which is not where I would have put that. It was announced in May of 2012. Huh. And the first trailer for it was released in January 2013. Jeez. <laughs> so, yeah. And then they didn't show a single thing about it until 2018. Jeez. So yeah, maybe announced uh, to put it uh, lightly, irresponsibly early. There you go. Uh, I just I was just thinking about that since it was announced today that it had been delayed again. Uh, Yeah. those appear to be the games we've been playing. Seems like it anyway. Oh, I fired uh, up the uh, expansion for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh, how's that? That looks fun. So far, it <laughs> seems okay. I've heard that supposedly the difficulty like scales to wherever you are. Makes uh, sense. Which it did not seem to do, because I had the level 70 legendary with me, and the first two battles I got into only had like level 60 stuff so uh, but I'm still early on in it um, it's got like a new wild area and um, Those are cool. I haven't poked around too much beyond that but it seems good we'll see see how much there is to it but so far so good I already met an interesting new character and um, got frustrated trying to catch a damn Abra <laughs> I mean that's that's basically been Abra's thing for yeah. decades at this stage. Still annoying. But yeah, that's it. So far so good. We'll see. Don't you love when you try to do something and it just teleports away? No. You're no, not all not. over that? No. And now we all just playing magic. I assume this is magic. It might not be. No, it's magic. Okay. Gotta play those uh, Xbox era magic games that are basically Dynasty Warriors for some reason. What? 
<laughs> Don't remember this? Oh no, I know. Uh, Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> that might not be accurate. I remember no. a game that was not. Uh... Yeah, I know what game you're talking about. It's basically like a weird, super fast RTS where you, you like drop creatures and they just run across the screen at your opponent. I don't know why they didn't just make a card game. I, I don't know. It was, a, it was a curious choice. Basically, the uh, as far as I can tell, the biggest magic game to stick is uh, this one. <laughs> Arena? Or... Yeah. Because yeah. there was magic online, but it's really rudimentary and kind of gross. But, I mean, this this has caught on, and it, it's given Magic something it didn't really have before, and that's a way for people to watch, like, the pros play Magic that wasn't terrible. E-sports. Yes. E-sports. But, I mean, I've But watched... also, yeah, watching, like, filmed footage of a card game is the most confusing thing yeah, in the world. No, I've watched, like, the world championships and stuff, and it's just like, okay, it's, it's like a camera above the board. You can barely read anything. <laughs> yeah. If you're, say, a lapsed player and aren't familiar with whatever format you're playing, you you know, you can't get a close-up of any of the cards. You may have no freaking idea what's going on. Uh, so, yeah, this is... It's, it's much better for the game. Can we all just, like, sit here and think about that time that someone asked Richard Garfield his... Uh ideal magic deck and it was like this horrendous troll deck oh god it was just basically like like the <laughs> when asked what deck he would would make it was just it was just a Sherazad deck <laughs> why 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 it's a troll people I assume <laughs> <sighs> For those not aware of this ridiculous object, this was a card that forced you to play another game. And his ideal situation involved playing four copies of that card and using one of them each time. (laughs) So stupid. You don't love it? You're not here for it? No. I also wasn't surprised that uh, the, the Valve card game he worked on crashed and burned. There was a multitude of reasons for that. They sure. tried to pin it all on him, and he was partly responsible, but it certainly wasn't all his no, fault. No, no, I'm not saying... It, um, yeah, I'm not suggesting he was solely responsible, but I don't think he helped. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad to see that when I googled around for this, I found like someone trying to map out how long this card could waste your time. Oh, God. Uh, hmm. How bad is it? Uh, okay, you're playing Magic, at which point you play Sharazad, uh, mm-hmm. entering sub-game one with three copies remaining. Within that sub-game, you play another copy, sub-game two, two left, then a third... Sub game three, one left. Then a fourth. Sub game four, zero left. 
You then play out sub-game four and then uh, three. When you get back to sub-game two, you still have one copy in your deck and you play it. Oh, you finish game five and then two back in sub-game one. You still have two copies left. You play one, sub-game six, one left. Play the other, sub-game seven, zero. Play out game seven, then six. Back in sub-game one, you still have one copy left. Play it, sub-game eight, zero left. Play out game eight. With zero copies left, you play out the original game taking you the original sub game taping taking you back to the actual game of magic you still have three copies left in your original deck and you can do it all over again yep uh let's see they mapped that's, out that's how some much... inception level bs right there yeah let's see uh wait charizard doesn't like remove itself from the game or anything right Nope. You could theoretically recycle it back into your deck, too. So that means there potentially could be an infinite number of sub-games. Yeah, this is this is someone calculating based entirely around the idea that you do nothing to recycle Sharazad back into your deck. This is ridiculous. Uh, which means that ideally you can have about 15 sub-games. <sighs> But what if your opponent uh, is also playing a full playset? Uh, After your first play of Shaharazad resolves, you will have played 196 subgames. Oh dear. <laughs> the first copy your opponent plays will have 80 subgames. Your second copy will have 40. Your opponent's second copy will have 20. Your third copy will have 12, their third copy will have 4, your fourth copy will have 2, and their fourth copy will have 1. Adding these all together, you will have a grand total of 355 of games of Magic the Gathering played. My word, why did they ever ban this card? <laughs> I love the idea of banning a card not because it is a problem power-wise, but because it is simply too irritating to be allowed to live. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, like that one that just forces a draw whose name I'm forgetting uh, well, how about the joke card rules lawyer which allows you to uh, ignore things like dying listen we've all been there yeah. uh, divine intervention divine intervention enters the battlefield with two intervention counters on it at the beginning of your upkeep remove an intervention counter from divine intervention when you remove the last intervention counter from divine intervention the game is a draw <laughs> no idea why you would even print that uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's purely a troll card somehow not in one of the joke sets card games are bad um that is a lie. <laughs> but yeah. So there, there's how math can make all games less fun. Uh, we should probably uh, hit the one question that we have, just so it doesn't get lost in the shuffle and we end up forgetting about it. Sure. Uh, this one is from Strawberry Eggs. Uh, I recently realized that I've had my copy of Tales of the Abyss for 3DS sitting around unplayed for eight years. It's a longer period of time than between the original PS2 release and the 3DS ports release. Don't make me think about that. Uh, to, turn this to, to turn this into a question, what unplayed game has been sitting in your collection the longest? Do you think you'll be getting around to it anytime soon? 
Well, I mean, if you'd asked me this question like in November of last year, I would have said Magical Hoshin because that had been on my shelf in four different apartments over the course of a decade. And then I just went and played it. <laughs> so I, I don't really have enough, anything sure. else that long-lasting left. Um, I mean, because everything else I've at least tr- played a little bit of. Even though I'm currently going on like 14 and a half years without actually beating Parallel Trippers. <laughs> Mainly because I just stopped 14 years ago. That's fair. It's still on my shelf. I mean, eventually I will get back to it. It's just it's a kind of annoying little game sometimes. I've, I've convinced myself that I will get back to many things because it's the only thing that will allow me to, pretend, yeah. to proceed in life. Oh, but, but even better, um, the unless something has changed in the last few years, the only English walkthrough for Parallel Trippers mm-hmm. never got onto GameFAQs because the writer had like massive disagreements with GameFAQs somebody or other, I'm not sure why, and he refused to, uh, he refused to put it on that site, and I'm not sure if it exists anywhere anymore. So on GameFAQs, the only um, walkthrough for this fairly obscure little game is completely in Portuguese. And this is the main reason why I can actually read some Portuguese. <laughs> or at least uh, look at it and be able to tell the similarities to Spanish well enough to realize that uh, when they're describing the save points, they're saying it looks like an onion. Important. Fair. Yeah. But yeah, so I actually know how to spell onion in Portuguese. Go figure. It is a very random bit of knowledge, even for me. That just reminds me of, uh, like, the, just just thinking about how much I was tickled the first time I realized that the uh, onion that Americans would typically think of in Japanese is called a ball onion. Oh, hey, they uh, accidentally leaked a new Crash Bandicoot game. What? Taiwanese rating board just uh, put out a rating for Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Interesting. wonder who's developing that. Uh, it appears to be the Spyro Reignited developer. Oh, all right. That's good. I would imagine that Vicarious Visions is busy with Tony Hawk right now. Give it to Naughty Dog. They'd make it a horrible. They would make it a game about, like, the first uh, armadillo you step on uh, bleeding out for 20 hours. The last of Crash. Games sitting on our backlog. I think uh, Skies of Arcadia has probably been sitting in my backlog the longest. <laughs> Did you Dreamcast or GameCube version? That'll help me date this. GameCube. Okay. Did you buy it at launch? No. But I also didn't have a GameCube until nearly when the Wii came out either. Okay, so that would be like 2006, 2005. Something like that. 
Okay, that's that's a nice fifteen years. That game is not a spring chicken at this point. Uh, it depends upon how much I think I'll ever get back to some of the things that have been sitting in my catalog the longest. I bought a lot of video games when the PS2 was dying. <laughs> <laughs> As a thought process of, well, you know, I mean, these are going to disappear, and I like weird old things. Uh So, yeah, definitely something that's been sitting in my catalog since, like, 2007. Just sort of collecting dust. God only knows when I'll get around to it. There is a part of me that still regrets uh, not purchasing the very cheapest video game I ever saw at a traditional retail outlet, Mm -hmm. which was, I have never seen GameStop mark a game down to one cent before. Whoa. (laughs) What? But someone desperately wanted rid of that copy of Mark Echo's Getting Up, Contents Under Pressure. I remember that. Than that name, I have no conceivable idea what that is. Uh, it was a weird graffiti platformer sort of game that uh, Penny Arcade memorably described as God's punishment for a sinful world. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. And it got re-released on Steam at some point for some reason. Interesting. So, yeah, that it's it's something that I got on PS2 in like 2007, uh, probably with a name that no one remembers. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. <laughs> uh, like thinking about the subject gets depressing. If we count, like, collections, it's probably... Because, like, there was also a lot of collections I picked up and haven't technically played everything on them, and then, like, the numbers get even weirder. Ooh, I've got a good one. Yeah? Uh, Golden Sun. The DS one. Is 2008, mm-hmm. 9-ish? Yes. Remains in the shrink wrap. That's impressive. Because I did, have not yet beaten the second GBA game. I tried to play Golden Sun, and it was one of those games where I was just like, "Oh my God, please shut up!" <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's a bit talky. Just a bit, just a bit. <laughs> uh, like I can understand talky, but like Golden Sun was a game that was talky and had nothing to say. Mm. Okay, that game is from 2010, not 2009. Okay. That was a relatively late DS game, given uh, when people started started giving up on the platform. It's almost 2011. The 3DS was about to launch. So 
I'm still thinking over what else do I have on the shelf that I have actually had that long and mm. haven't played. Because, I mean, when, when First Daughter was about to be born, I kind of did a purge of all my old, a lot of my old stuff and actually played through a lot of things for like an hour or two and then said, keep or not. That makes sense. Yeah. Had one that I've kept only because it got stuck in my PlayStation 3 for three years. <laughs> where I finally figured out how to get the thing out and then sold that PlayStation 3. Spared a purging. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. It would have been Magical Hoshin if it if had been asked earlier. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a depressing question any way you look at it. <laughs> uh, Am I correct in assuming that that uh, is based on an ancient Chinese novel? What Suikoden? No, no. Uh, Magical Hoshin. Oh, that one. Um, Hoshin Engi. It's based on a Wuxia yeah. novel series. The or, the original game was. This is this was a uh, like a knockoff sequel set a thousand years after the first game. That's weird. Yeah, it's also like one of the final games that Quintet ever made. Oh, man. The end of Quintet is just really depressing. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, when I was playing this game, I mean, it, I didn't didn't check any of the background on the game beforehand. I hadn't actually looked at the copyright logos, but I was like, okay, looking at the way that they show spirits as little floating glowy ball things, and the way this one, first location, the stairs worked, and the way the main character just taps his toes and st- glares at you if you leave the him waiting too long without moving, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, this this looks like a quintet game. <laughs> Let me double check. It is a quintet game. <laughs> and through it all I can tell that Quintet really tried hard to put more interesting stuff into this game and I can pretty much bet that they were stuck with a planned outline yeah, from an outside happen. source that they had no real control over which is why all the interesting story bits are side material <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, the Quintet library becomes very, very sad after a certain point. They made, like, a really bad Godzilla game for the Dreamcast. Um, their last two were Magical Hoshin and uh, Full Metal Alchemist game, apparently. Oh, I've played some of those Full Metal Alchemist games. I'm not convinced that that was a good one. <laughs> Probably wasn't. I haven't played that one. It was, I think it was the PlayStation 2 one. There's like three PlayStation 2 ones. America got two of them. Neither of the ones we got are good. The ones we got were developed by an outfit called Rock Sheen. Uh, who mostly did a lot of uh, contract work for, of all things, <laughs> Bomberman games. Huh. Also apparently involved in Snowboard Kids, to some extent, for those who remember that series. I remember that series. 
What if snowboarding was a kart racer? Good times were had by all. Except for the DS one. That one was just a bit, just a bit Was sad. there one on DS? Yes, there is. Oh. Of course. Was it terrible? It's not good. Okay. Not well liked by anyone who played it. Yeah, that's that's always a little sad to just sort of watch a developer slowly fade into obscurity. Mm-hmm. Especially one of those random, quirky little developers that we like so much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's, uh, what you were doing in your chat. I just noticed that there were things in the chat and thought we oh, might have a question. And yet no, no. My, my sister popped into the chat. Ah, uh, that would make sense. I'm just using some of her emotes. That explains mm. these things I can't identify. Uh, she did something where if she got hit a certain number of subs, she would do a stream in a crab costume. Respect. And that was. I thing. assume that happened. That happened. Yes. <laughs> Respect. <clears throat> now, imagine. I feel like the worst part of that is having to own a crab costume for any length of time. <laughs> well, that and trying to play something like Apex Legends while wearing a crab costume. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, gonna have crossplay. Sweet. Now, bo- bonus random. Uh, random points for her if she also shouted hit weak point for massive damage in the middle of that. I feel like it has to have come up. Yeah. Uh, wheels. Yes. When are you going to lose this match? Uh, probably pretty quickly because I have not been doing very well. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess I will uh, take an alternate take on the question we answered and ask uh, what's the longest you have what's the thing that you have played a significant amount of that's been sitting in your uh, to finish pile for the longest and yes I remember that you already mentioned Parallel Trippers Gaijin oh I can come up with so many more Dragon Quest 7 uh, uh, PlayStation or 3DS Both <laughs> First one then the other Yes. Go, go for the 3DS one then Because it's a much shorter experience Yeah no that's, that's the one I'm playing I'm not actually going to try and Relatively speaking, yeah, Relatively speaking I will not try and finish the The PS1 version Yeah Okay. Um, okay. Um, different past tense situation here, but um, seven, the Mulmorth Cavalry for PlayStation Two. Uh, back when I was doing that PlayStation purge before my daughter was born, I kind of remembered that hey, I had gotten up to the final, like next to final boss of this game, and then I had abandoned it and never played it again for twelve years, or ten years. So I went back and beat the boss, final boss, and uh, then wrote the review. <laughs> I was like, yeah. 
to start off with the, the review with, yeah, this is probably the longest I've gone from start the game to review the game ever. It's like full decade. I mean, that just means that you have a long and nuanced perspective on it. Yeah. That, and eventually I'm going to have to pick up Venus and Braves to see how the other part of the game, or part of the story went. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm pretty sure they're somehow connected. I know. Okay. So, uh, anything else? I, I guess that copy of Shin Megami Tensei 3 on my shelf still counts, too. <laughs> Actually, now that I think of it, that's been like 11 years now. You can skip that one and just play 4. Wow. I, I did play 4. Well, is he ever going to play yeah. 4 Apocalypse? Oh, sh- I, yeah, I need to get to that, get that damn game. <laughs> the, the main problem being the adorable little thing currently crawling up to me as the main reason why I don't actually hook consoles up to TVs now. That's reasonable. Yes. So, um, pretty much anything that's currently in my PlayStation backlog, which there are still a few games there, will be remaining in the backlog for the foreseeable future. Yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Uh, different like... question. So, which games should I be stocking up on for eventual introduction to genre? Uh... Hmm. What is a good beginner RPG? Uh, Let's go Pikachu. Let's go Eevee. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Let's Go is good. Paper Mario is good. Minecraft Dungeons. Mm. I'm going to try and avoid Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, you should do that. We also trapped in a hell of a zone making. Yes, um, it's true. Man, I've got a, I've got a copy of Eco Creatures on the shelf now. I don't know what that is. Um, it's a, uh, it's kind of a, uh, um, real time strategy RPG where you are a rotund little forest creature druid with a Zerg Rush army of squirrels, beavers, and uh, rabbits. As you do, flying squirrels. That was. The first one got published overseas. The second one did not. I've only reviewed the second one. Uh, so I, I picked up the first one back when I also picked up that new copy of Saga 2. Because, hey, I needed like another 400 yen to round up to the next uh, point on the stamp card. <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm now just thinking of the context of uh, squirrels and RPGs, and thinking about the team of five flying squirrels you can get in Suicoden too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The squirrels are squirrels rule. Yay! I don't recall if any of them is a star of destiny. I think they're just there for fun. <laughs> Maybe one of them is. But yeah, squirrels have a weird place in Japanese culture just because they're so rare in this country. Hmm. But everyone knows what they are. 
and they've got two different local species of flying squirrels. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, one tiny, one the size of a cat. <laughs> yeah. Fun so size and king The bigger size. one is associated with ninjas half the time. Musasabi. Okay, yeah, I can kind of see where that would come from. Yeah, for someone with a fever, you're just really energetic and happy right now, aren't you? Yes. Where we go? Don't just don't fall down and ruin the mood. There you go. So what's the what's the scenario? Yeah. Okay. Well, then, what's your favorite animal sidekick in an RPG? Hmm. hmm. Does it have to be a real animal? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, if you really want, Red Thirteen can count, even though I think you would get rather offended. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call him a sidekick. He is a full party member. Yeah. Well, do you got anything? Ooh, Shadow's dog from Final Fantasy VI. Uh, the dog's Interceptor. name is Interceptor, for the record. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, is he I any better than memory? Is he any better than Rinoa's dog in Final Fantasy VIII? Angelo. Yeah. He had a dog. Uh, Interceptor can't make you invincible. Yeah. However, without bugs. <laughs> however, neither of them can ride around in miniature tanks and shoot bazookas, so they both lose out to Pochi. True, true. Yes. Uh, I'm going to pull out a dark horse and say Cupel from uh, Guys of Arcadia. Mm -hmm. He is a weird floating ball. <laughs> As has already been dis established, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> He is a weird floating ball that you feed things to. Okay, sounds cool. Sounds cool. Mm -hmm. Known good boy. Does the penguin from uh, Alliance Alive count as an animal companion? Sure. Oh. I mean, he's he's an optional character, he's an animal, and he's used mainly for comedic relief in the backgrounds of various scenes. Hmm. So, yes. I think that's the obvious answer, then. You just like penguins. Who doesn't oh, like he's penguins? He's such an awesome penguin. <laughs> Do you not like penguins? No, I like penguins. I'm just saying you just like penguins. Yes, okay, fine. Fair, fair. It's fair. But, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll stick by Cupel. Cupel deserves some, uh, some representation. Can't be forgetting them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or are we? Are we gonna? Or how about naming paws in any random um, Z-Boyd game? <laughs> that reminds me. I need to get uh, Cosmic Star Heroin, which since I picked it up cheap. It's a good game. Yeah. It is. I uh, believe. Any platform. Yeah. I remember when I reviewed that one. Paws. Uh, um, teased me for not giving it a 5 out of 5 because she was in it. <laughs> and um, I, I managed to make a uh, 
very sardonic apology using as many feline puns as I could. I mean, that was the only logical response at that point. Yes. But the main point being that uh, since she was there mainly as an optional side boss and support character with a reference in as or what and one reference in a weapon description the game could only be considered pause adjacent and thus it fell short of perfection uh, yeah uh, yes yes search your felines you know it to be true uh, <laughs> uh, well the day's ruined <laughs> Hey, it's what? It's almost midnight where you are, right? Uh, that's more for wheels. It's still it's a couple hours no, left. I, I, I can't... I know it's past midnight where wheels is. I just forget where your time zone is. I'm out on the west coast, so I've still got a couple hours. Uh, okay, so no worries. You've got another, like, three hours before something could really ruin your day. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, I've, I've run myself out of uh, ways to keep us going. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Bit, 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 bit. Well, as always, i got to remember to do the weekly plug. Important. Yes. I need to actually remember to do it myself instead of getting reminded. So here we go. <laughs> Uh, Princesses of the Pizza Parlor, uh, available on Kindle with nine episodes extant right now. So you need to get back to the artist for the cover on the 10th. Makes sense. Yeah. So, and that's uh, under Mike, Michael Yarimizu. That's Y-A-R-I-M-I-Z-U. And an M-A-I-K-E-L as well, because hey, if I'm going to be using... One odd thing. I might as well respell my first name as while I'm at it. <laughs> In, the entire point is to to increase Google ability. Yeah. Well, no one's no one's sharing that name at this moment. So. Yes. Whereas I, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you try to Google my actual name. So I had to add in like five keywords before I got RP Gamer on the first page of results on Google one oh, time. Jeez. Yeah. It's already a fairly Japandemonium uh, usually staff. grabs. Japandemonium usually gets more hits for a hip hop album than it does for our, us anyway. <laughs> Which has always really annoyed me over the last fit was it, thirteen years now. You have to defeat that hip hop album. I'm just like, hey, I was doing stuff constantly for longer than that thing, but no. Uh, hey. SEO. SEO is terrible. If you Google my name, you get the link to the Michael Stores app on the Google Play Store. <laughs> that makes sense. But if you oh. Bing my name... <laughs> It comes up with my RPGs of the decade list right on top. See, clearly, Bing, clearly we know what the superior search platform is. Oh, apparently there is a 
there's a New Zealand TV show called Japandemonium now, which is actually beating most of the search results. <laughs> Bound to happen. Yeah. That and Japan Japandemonium illustrated the Yokai encyclopedias of Toriyama Sekien. Huh. Which is actually you know what? I have a friend who was looking for stuff like that, so I'm just gonna send that link her way. Because it's more much more usable than my Yokai dictionary would be for her. Fair enough. Since mine's kind of not translated. Um, Funny how that works. Yeah, you know, it's like 15 years ago when a bookstore saw that and was like, hey, you know, cool. So, yeah, I still got it. Had to use it as a reference material to argue someone down who was claiming that this one Japanese monster was must be a vampire. I'm like, dude, you got vampires on the brain, honestly. Vampires are not the universal myth that you seem to think they are. <laughs> Especially since your main reference is Dracula. Yeah. This was not the brightest lot and bulb in the box there. Things like that. Still not as bad as the guy who was trying to convince me that the uh, the uh, triple domoe um, marking that's common on Japanese drums mm -hmm. was actually um, just looked like six six six, and so it was, oh, he was convinced no. it had to have some sort of connection to Revelation. That's quite a that's quite a leap to make. And like fifteen different leaps being made all at once. I'm, I'm like, dude, it, you could as easily say that it looks like a nine nine nine. Oh, and, um, the famous and beloved DS game. Yes, and and all honestly, you're you're really stretching to make a make a connection to a rather dubious bit of imagery, and then he tried to argue me down for calling the Book of Revelation dubious. <laughs> at which point, I had to mention that, hey, you know what? Um, the the original versions of the Arabic numerals weren't invented until the sixth century in India. Didn't get to yeah. Europe until the 12th century. When was Revelation written? Fourth. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty so, old. Yeah, so claiming that 666 as written like that is somehow satanic um, by, def like, by definition is kind of dubious. It's historical. <laughs> yes. I mean, the only thing it really means is that a particular highway in Arizona keeps having has finally decided to change its numbering system because people kept stealing the signs. It's a good sign, though. Yeah. I can understand people wanting it. Yeah. I mean, just because it happens to be the sixth branching highway off of Highway 66 going through the state, <laughs> which is, in fact, the entire reason for the numbering system. It was yeah. Route 66-6 originally. Makes sense, makes sense. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we have largely run ourselves out, run our course. Uh, I need to keep yelling at wheels invective for all of this magical gathering. Why? Oh, just just to hurt you. Listen, the magic has to gather. Does it? It's what it does. I was enjoying like yes. someone's response to that nightmare Sherazad. Uh, Reddit thread with someone pointing out that there is a joke card that was I'm not sure if this card's a joke or not I saw it printed in something called conspiracy which I assumed was for jokes but then uh, no, and also because no, its no, effect no. is insane 
Conspiracy? Its effect, no. Not its effect joke. was insane because its effect just said like, take a card from outside of your deck and put it in your hand. Exile this card. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's totally serious. But the the way they wrote that is really stupid because all it really means is get a card from your sideboard. Ah, uh, that's, that's all stupid. That does. I mean, for tournament play, it's quite good. For tournament play, that's highly useful. Yes. The way they've written it is very stupid. No, I agree. They write, the way they write it, and that's pretty recent, too, is... Like, no there's no excuse sense. for it to be written that way, because it's a recent card. I don't know if they write it to... I don't understand why they write it like that, either. I don't know if it's to protect... To, so it makes sense for, like, casual play or something? I have, I have no idea. If they were writing it to make sense for casual play, why are they talking about exiling? I think this Mm -hmm. conspiracy was like a set based around doing drafts, but even then, write it much more specifically. So I I don't know. It's weird. That description description is bad. It's ambiguous. Yeah, it just makes it sound like I have this card in my pocket. Yeah, it looks like, oh, this looks like the most powerful thing ever, and then. You read the rules on it. It's like, oh, that's that's why did okay. You, why did you make it this way? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Okay, well, my my <laughs> daughter has just found the uh, songbook again. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting to hear the results of that. Yes. So yes, so she just loves turning the pages of her little board books. Funny how that works. Yep. Which gets annoying when she decides that she is really interested in one of her sister's books while her sister is reading it with me. Uh, or conversely, when big sister decides that she really wants to read that book again and then little sister and I are playing with it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the joys of children. Good times. Yeah. Good times, except for all that goddamn Minecraft. See, yes, I'm hoping that by the time they're old enough to actually have that sort of interest, that a better game will have come along. You say that, but it's been around for 10 years and has sold over 100 million copies. It'll still, uh, it'll still, there'll be a new game, but it'll be worse. I mean, even if it's, even if it's better, it, it would take a lot to destroy That's why I'm stocking up on games. Yeah, that's why I still have Nino Cooney with the book. Nice. Yes. Good for teaching children to look up reference information as well. Dragon Quest Builders is a nice Minecraft alternative, also. Has more Dragon Quest. I'll give it that. So is Portal Knights, which is also a, another nice uh, intro RPG. Mm-hmm. Forgot. I don't remember ever hearing about that game. Yeah, I don't know if it was like an indie game or whatnot, but it's it's basically Minecraft, Minecraft with smaller world, smaller, more focused worlds and RPG mechanics. Hmm. Hmm. It's not bad. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So. Uh... Otherwise, I mean, I, I, at this point, I'm just making fun of wheels. Uh, 
I'm Although winning. I don't think you... I'm I can't tell if you're time. losing yet. <laughs> I'm winning. Well, I want you to be losing. I mean, this this play right here may make this person concede, so... Can't believe Wheels has... Uh, why do you have more than the standard starting life? What's going on here? Uh, this is Brawl. Uh -huh. This is an alternate format. My no, it's not my favorite Smash Brothers. A perfectly fine Smash Brothers. Yes, this is actually a spinoff of a another um, alternate way to play Magic. I once tried is... looking up the naming scheme on Magic formats, and they're all like none of them are indicative of anything. Well, Commander is the big one, which used to be called Elder Dragon Highlander, which is basically. Highlander, you can only have one of any card except for base glands. Um, well, it's more, it's, it's, yeah, it, it sounds weird, but the, the whole, like, cool cast to it is you pick a legendary creature and that's your commander and you build. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm still just ga gaping at the initial name. Oh, uh, yes, the initial name sucked. But the thing I'm playing now is Brawl. It's just a simpler version of that with smaller decks because Commander is 100-card decks. Oh yes. Wait! Single cards except for lands. 100-card decks. Yes. This sounds exhausting. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, Brawl I'm is... I'm not hearing a no. It sounds masochistic. I have like bit. I have like fifteen or so of these decks. What the okay, okay, go forth. Uh, listen, if if you have a large collection, this is why this set, set is popular. If you've been playing for Magic a while, you've got a bunch of cards that are all of your sets have rotated. Yes, and they aren't good in like the the old Eternal format. So you have a bunch of cool cards that aren't good in any format. Except for this one, where you can only have one of anything, so it gives like more utility to a bunch of cards okay. that aren't played. And I'm, I'm going to bow it now because it looks like the little one's not going to be quiet any much longer. <laughs> okay. so. That's All right. Good okay. talking to you. I will sit through this and mock wheels relentlessly. Okay. Okay. See you. So keep on with the mo vicious mockery. I'll catch you guys next week. See ya. See ya. Okay. See ya. See ya. The, the format has its own ban list and everything at this point and there's people that play like super competitively and try to make the most ridiculously broken deck possible when some people just play for fun it's because the format's also based around multiplayer like it's supposed to be it, intended to be played with like more than two people and the number of official formats on this is terrifying. None of their names may make any sense to me. Yeah, none of basically none of them matter except for Commander Brawl and Oathbreaker. That's it. No, no, I'm t I'm talking about like the official format. Yeah. Why? What is standard? And how is it different from modern? <laughs> so standard is your normal like rotations. Yeah. How is that different from modern? Modern is uh, basically they picked a set and everything after that is quote unquote modern. And I assume that set moves occasionally. No. Oh. No, it's everything after that one set. 
So basically, it's essentially a new version of the legacy format that's less broken and ridiculous. Because legacy now has to deal with like 25 years yes. worth of cards. Yes, legacy is a format that most the vast majority of people don't give a flying fuck about. <laughs> it's for very for very old school players. Not even some of the people that play, because most of the most of the tournaments of, of that format that you'll go to let you use proxies because almost because no, no one, one has... no one owns a black lotus. Exactly. <laughs> no, like no one has power nine, so why why why? So whoever has and has copies of those wins. Correct. I'm impressed that they legally allow proxy play. Yeah. Well, I think like probably like Wizards that goes. They don't care about that format anymore, other than allowing yeah. it to continue to exist. Yeah, you're not going to have a like officially sanctioned tournament in that tournament in that format anyway. Uh, but they used to have a form. They used to have like a second rotated format called Extended, which was, yeah, it was basically sets stayed in longer than they did in um, modern um, but this, that was before modern too but modern kind of replaced that and then they created some new thing called pioneer I don't know if that's even still a thing pioneer appears to have come into existence last year if wikipedia is to be believed yeah, and it seems recent. to just be modern but with a different start point pretty much yeah uh, Legacy and Vintage seem to both be kind of the same thing. No. How are so, they different? <laughs> they are the same sets. Uh, Legacy has a... so. Uh, Everything's legal and vintage. <laughs> no. Vintage has a very small ban list. So almost nothing is banned except like the anti-cards and anti some, other, some other very <laughs> specific things. Most things are restricted. And Legacy takes that restricted list and makes it, adds it to its banned list. Okay. So Legacy is if you want Vintage to be a semi-playable format. Exactly. <laughs> And it's, Which still, does... it's still ridiculously fast. It's just not like... How fast are we talking? Um, I mean, Vintage, you have you have turn one wins. I think that's less you common. You love a first turn kill. Turn one is in before your opponent is allowed to act? I mean, if you watch a Vintage game and haven't played a lot of Magic, you'll be like, what would... What what the fuck just happened? <laughs> it's 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 just stupid. Uh, I, I don't I don't care for the older formats because it's there's there's not a lot of creativity there because it's it's all about breaking it as much as possible and there's only so many ways you can still do that at right. this point. It's it's just not interesting to me. Which is why I gravitated towards uh, Commander, because uh, deck construction is a lot of fun. And there's a mm -hmm. lot of variety in the types of decks you can build. And you can use a bunch of weird cards to just make, oh, I'm going to make this stupid deck, or I'll make this 
really, really cool deck. <laughs> this this format, whose name I just read, is the first one where I can understand where the name came from after reading it. <laughs> is it Arch Enemy? No, no, it was Popper. Oh, yep. <laughs> I mean, Popper is a thing that you could apply to like any other format too. It's just yeah, but it has like its own format, like set apparently became a sanctioned format in June of 2019. Yeah, oh, interesting. I didn't know that. And then some of these are just like getting deep into like I think some of these are technically poker variant names like Rochester Draft. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, not a big fan of limited, so I don't really know those. I have no idea what it means, but that name just sounds like a poker variant. <laughs> but I mean the just the basic draft and standard and modern are the big the big things not sure how how much if at all um which we call it has caught on pioneer yeah it's also got kind of the issue of the whole corona probably cutting it off at the knees when it's trying to build momentum so i'll give it yeah. that I mean, I'm still playing Magic with friends over Skype, so... Yeah, but I mean, in terms of if they're trying to make it an official format, they probably run some sort of official support for it yeah, that you can't I, really do. I don't know if that exists in Arena. Does it may mm -hmm. reach back... I, I, you know what, I'm going to have to look that up real quick. Does it may reach back to, like, sets that don't exist in Arena? I know modern does not exist in arena because it's, it just doesn't have the cards. Oh, okay. Suddenly I re recognize why I've seen the the letters EDH to describe a format. It's yep. like, oh, that's what commander is. Yeah, no, and uh, some people still call it that. I call it that a lot just because it's simpler. Mm -hmm. Commander is at least more descriptive. Okay, let's see. Pioneer starts with Return to Ravnica, which I... Does... Magic 2014? I don't know. There's a lot of these. What formats are in Magic Arena? I'm just looking at retired formats and just hit Prismatic and this seems like hell. Players must build very large decks of at least 250 cards. Who is this for? Ugh. Oops, I just left up. Conceding. Let me go back to the main menu of this thing and see. Arena Cube Draft, Jesus. <laughs> Standard rank, historic ranked. So they have their own thing called historic and arena. So they must not have all the <laughs> sets for Pioneer either. That makes sense. I don't know if they ever will, though. They probably should, but I don't know how, how far back they even want to try and go because... The farther Put in the f anti cards. No, stop. 
Actually, that might be kind of fun. But the farther back you go, the more you get to, like, I don't know how I would put this in a digital card game. Type how do I make Chaos Orb work, sir? Um, I'm sure this is, like, the only way that I can actually approach card games is by becoming fascinated by their strange history and the micro-communities that grow around them. Oh, there's a lot, a lot to that, yeah. And, of course, the nightmare of trying to manage uh, years and years of strange interactions and eventually giving up on managing years and years of strange interactions. Uh, in conclusion, I hope that you are just playing, uh, that you don't even realize that you're just playing years and years of uh, Scheherazade uh, sub-games. Ugh. Did you know they recently had to completely change a new uh, rule in the newest set of Magic? Cause it, How so? Because it completely screwed with the game. Oh, boy. So they made a new type of card called a Companion. Yeah. Which is based, which basically had a rule where if your de deck made met certain conditions, that Companion would basically kind of like sit outside of your existing deck and mm -hmm. once per game you could just play it free of charge no not free of charge for, <laughs> its, for its casting cost but it didn't have to be in your hand or anything it's just sort of like the commanders in like this is just like Yu-Gi-Oh's extra deck yeah so <laughs> so that kind of screwed lots of things in multiple Funny how that works in multiple formats so they had to change it so that once per game you can spend three mana to immediately put the card in your hand. That makes more sense. It's noticeably not as good, but still pretty good. It's powerful in the very least. Yeah. So it just means you don't have to hard draw something. No, exactly. It's 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 I, I like it. I think it's a cool ability and frankly I don't give a crap that it screwed up older formats. But I guess it also was causing. I mean, they could just make formats, it not. So. They could also just make those older formats not respect that rule. True. It wouldn't even be that weird. But I mean, uh, one of them was was basically if your deck was singleton, uh, <laughs> it could be your companion, which was a which was banned in Commander before uh, this new set even came out. <laughs> for obvious reasons that that could then be in any commander deck that met the colors of those cards yeah without changing your deck in the slightest <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah card games were a mistake no they're the best well some of them are some of them are crap how do you feel? Tell me all about your least favorite card game, Wheels. Um... This would entail having played a lot of any given one that you didn't actually like, though. So uh, I haven't possible. played it, but I have no interest in the one that's based on League of Legends. There's a League of Legends one? Yeah. Legend of Runeterra or something. No interest. Uh, I shouldn't be surprised. Garbage... 
just just based on the proximity to League of Legends or something you actually know about the game? No, it's just the proximity <laughs> to League of Legends. Same reason I have no interest in Valorant, even though it doesn't have anything to do with League of Legends. It's, but it's How do you feel about Denubo? The hell is that? That's the... Oh, you don't know about Denubo? No. It's the... Well, it's a number of things. It's mostly an anti-piracy, but I think it's also an anti-cheat. Oh, that thing. That, isn't, uh, isn't that requires, in, like, kernel-level access to your... Isn't it also in Persona 4 on PC? Uh, there's some sort of uh, Denubo in Persona 4 Golden, I think. I think my favorite uh, thing to do with that was seeing a review where someone where like it was someone pointing out that like well it does have arbitrary frame rate support but it breaks if you get more than 160 fps and just imagining the sort of person who would be furious at that let's see yep de nouveau anti-tamper just in case someone wants to uh, steal this like We've got to protect this video game that came out. Uh, uh, this version came out eight years ago. Sounds about right. Who knows what people might do with it. Still just waiting for a switch port before I care. Yes, please. Uh, but yeah, I think we've run ourselves out unless you have more magic for me to make fun of. I mean, I could talk about that all night, and you probably don't want me to. That doesn't mean I can't make fun of you for Can it. Can I talk no. about Shadowverse? Sure, go ahead. And why I occasionally play it? Go ahead. So it's basically like Hearthstone, and it's like, okay, I can see this has roots in magic, uh, but it's much more about combo decks. Oh, boy. Hearthstone, seemingly encouraging more combo decks. Uh, How encouraged are combo decks in Magic? Not really. <laughs> well, I don't want to say not really. I mean, they don't... I don't know. They don't fight to stop them? Yeah. In Hearthstone, they are certainly discouraged. Like, any sort of crazy combo deck, they will... Nerf, my jaws to fight, my claws to catch. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good old Shutterwalk. That's a lot. That's a type of combo deck. We'll go with that. Yeah. The funny thing is, you can still you can still do that combo. Is it still viable though? No, not really. But yeah, didn't think so. You can still in a couple do, years. You can still do that in um, basically their version of Vintage. Troll which people. It's called Wild. Why do all of these have terrible names? Wild, I have reached legend in like four months in a row now. I think you might be a criminal. Probably. Uh, so tell me about your Shadowverse. So, yeah. So I, I, they have a feature in there where you can look at the latest tournaments, the deck. So I grabbed one, which is a pretty simple quote unquote combo deck. It's just uh, each of the different classes in the game unlike Hearthstone where they have a hero power you can use and the classes have like a general theme. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they kind of have like 
general generalized abilities, not necessarily anything specific like that. So I'm playing a class called Runeterra, which its big thing is something called Spell Boost. Whenever you cast a spell, uh, any cards in your hand with Spell Boost, something happens. So the deck I play is uh, the things, their casting cost goes down. So the idea is you play a bunch of spells and a bunch of powerful stuff get re reduced in cost, and then you mm -hmm. just have some big turns, which turns into a math headache trying to figure out okay how many spells can trying to figure Let out. Let me break can, out the pencil and paper. Yes, can I win this turn? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out once I've run the numbers. But playing with that deck because I am playing in their historic format as well because I have. A bunch of older cards not from buying a lot of stuff in shadow first i've spent very little money in it they you just they just give you crap for they accumulate in. yes <laughs> they give you an absurd amount of free stuff that's how you hook them that's how you get them but yeah anyway so playing a ton of that i've run across some strange combo decks one which is like it plays this card where it place, replaces uh, the bottom card of your deck, which is like a Reaper. Essentially, when you run out of cards, you lose the game. Mm -hmm. It replaces it with a thing that you win the game <laughs> instead. Oh, no. So the deck just sits there and draws the entire deck and wins. It tries to mill itself? Yes. That's weird. Yep. Uh, I played some deck where I don't even know what the hell it does, but it results in um, casting a bunch of fairies that can suddenly attack when they come out and get huge buffs and mm -hmm. just getting obliterated. As we all wish to one day. Yes. Just crazy stuff like that. One that takes a bunch of extra turns, which is always annoying. Wait, you're allowed to... How easy is it to skip your opponent's turn? It's very hard. It that okay, that, good. That's, that's a card supposed in, to be hard. That's a card in the class I play. It's one of those spell boost things, but it costs twenty. So you have to play. You have to do a lot of weird stuff to be able to get it, get it out. Essentially, let's all talk about time walk. Let's talk about time walk. That's not. That was a mistake. How did that get printed, and how yeah. was it so cheap? Extra turn cards and magic are a mistake. <laughs> like, they printed one recently. Those and, should basically be your win condition. <laughs> and the one recently was like, you take an extra turn and you put the, the extra turn card on the bottom of your library or some shit. That doesn't seem like it's an effective deterrent. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it became a deck. <laughs> of course it became a deck. It's, it's a card that gives you an yeah, extra turn. Stop printing that stuff. <laughs> like, I, I... What was I, the cost on this card? I don't know. But I, there was... I, I had one of a card like that in one commander deck that I played against my friends that they were like glaring at me as this was happening. That's the card is take two extra turns. What? <laughs> two? It costs it costs like eight mana. But when you put you can't win with two extra turns, I don't think your deck is built to win. True. But you also have to understand that 
pointing something like that in the color of blue means that there's ways to get that spell back. Oh, no. So I just recurred it a bunch of times and uh, uh, eventually just Why would won. you print this? <laughs> I don't know. see this game now because I fucked up. I'm still just like completely lost at the idea of just why would you print a card regardless of the cost that just that says on uh, uh, printed on the card take two extra turns after this one. Yeah, like even one turn it's pushing it. Like you can do that if it's like one of the hardest effects to bring off imaginable, but yeah. Well, let me tell you about a card called Emrakul. Yeah. Promise End. That's one of them. And another Emrakul called uh, The Aeons Torn. Let's uh, talk about that uh. one first. It, so it costs 15. You know, that's a lot. It's an impressive cost. It's a lot. It reads uh, Emrakul, The Aeons Torn can't be countered. When you, when you cast it, Take an extra turn after this one. Flying protection from colored spells. Annihilator 6, which means when it attacks, your opponent has to sack that many permanents. And when it's put in your graveyard from anywhere, you shuffle it back into your library. And it's 15-15. Why? I don't know. Why would it, you print this? If that wasn't enough, the next version of this legendary they printed costs 13 Cost one okay, less. So it's cheaper. Cost one less to cast for each card type among cards in your graveyard. Oh. So it can be a lot, a lot cheaper. Thirteen, thirteen, smaller. Flying trample. Still protect, huge. Protection from instance. <laughs> and when you cast it, gain control of target opponent during that player's next turn. Target opponent. After that, the player takes an extra turn, so they still get a regular turn. After the one that you control. So, I didn't mishear that. When they say target opponent, they mean the person. Yes. So that means you take the, your, their turn for them. <laughs> Does that mean you get to see their hand? Oh, yes. Oh, that's awful. Oh, yes. So, so you essentially get two and a half turns. Yeah. So I have a commander deck where this is my general, by the way. Have you considered your monster? Yes, I have. Because uh, it used to be a deck with the other one as <laughs> a <is it> general. <laughs> Until they banned it from Commander. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. I'm shocked that the other monstrosity that you're apparently using isn't also banned. Well, it's not as good. Because sometimes you just can't do anything with your opponent's extra turn, and then they get a, they still get a regular turn after that. Fair enough. But and sometimes your friends are nice enough to play a sack outlet, so you can sack all their permanents when you steal their turn. You would think you would eventually just start sliding out anything that would do that. No sideboards in Commander. Ah, of course. <laughs> So yeah, they've printed a lot of stupid magic cards. I kind of want to punch you for them. <laughs> it's amazing the history of terrible cards. You really have to question their playtesters 
Like I don't I don't want to quest question anyone that's basically QA, but some of the stuff it's just like how, how did this how did why this did get you, through? Like why was this not like the thing it, you don't even need other cards to interact with this for it to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <sighs> I just want to go through like a list of like the worst, most problem cards for every card game. Slivers were a problem in Magic. The heck is Slivers? Uh, is that a class of card? Is that a specific card? It's a creature type. And the theme, so. the theme behind the slivers is each sliver gives all other slivers specific abilities. Mm-hmm. So they've printed some pretty bonkers one, bonkers ones like because by themselves they're useless, but <laughs> yeah, they've printed some weird ones. Uh, but as far as other card games, Leroy Jenkins has been a problem in Hearthstone in the past. That's incredible. But they only that, recently moved it out of standard, finally. Finally let it cycle out. Yeah. Notable because it has Penny Arcade art, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would make sense. But, yeah. And meanwhile, I could, like, uh... Shutter Rock was a problem. <laughs> Shutter Rock was a problem, but mostly for irritating people. Uh, it was, it was kind of broken for a while. I mean, it was broken, but it was also just irritatingly broken. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, And meanwhile, I've uh, waxed amused at you about uh, the issues Konami routinely has with Yu-Gi-Oh!, which is just very funny to me. I will never get over them being in the terrible position of, oh, no, the card most associated with the protagonist of the anime that exists to advertise the card game is completely untenable to keep in the game. (laughs) It causes these awful situations where, like, it just loops things in and out of the graveyard over and over and over and then eventually, like, producing situations where cards that act have things that activate when they go to the graveyard or come back from the graveyard to just loop indefinitely and kill your opponent without them being able to do anything. Mm-hmm. People found a way to get this thing out on the first turn. Oh, jeez. And to dump enough cards in their graveyard for it to be useful to do so. Ugh. It's a very strangely fast game, like an unhealthily fast game. It's not good. <laughs> Every few years, there's a major... I should replace that. Every few months, there's a major problem with the first-turn kill. (laughs) Because they won't rotate anything out. They can only ban things. (laughs) It's incredible. Card games were a mistake. And any time that they're allowed to live for too long, this happens. But I think we've uh, just joked about card games existing for long enough. We should probably wrap this up. All right. 
questions uh, in the place. Yeah, questions go in the comment section, or they go in the recently rechristened when we weren't looking uh, podcast section of the Discord. Yes, uh, send me your card game questions, but maybe stick to Slay the Spire to be more RPG relevant, I guess. <laughs> there are other RPG card games. Sure. Let's all talk about Lost Kingdoms. Nah, or Slay Bot and Kaito. Slay the Spire. Just came out on iOS and Android soon. How do you feel about Lost Kingdoms, Wales? I don't think I ever actually got around to playing it. Should probably do that. From Software, GameCube, card game RPG. Yeah, it's... The GameCube, console of the card game RPG for some reason. Fantasy Star Online 3. Card Revolution. 3. Captive Augmented Reality Data Revolution. Oh, uh, just... Ugh. <laughs> You're just that upset about that being an acronym? <laughs> It's as bad as all the stupid things they did with DS and 3, 3DS. <laughs> there was, except there distance. was nothing to tie that into. It's just a card game. That's true. It's true. It's, so it's worse. Remember when they showed that off at E3 and they weren't calling it Fantasy Star Online Episode 3 at the time? What did they call it? They were just calling it Fantasy Star Online Card Battles. Oh. And like they showed it off at E3 and then like mysteriously a year later it came out as Fantasy Star Online Episode 3 Card Revolution. Interesting. And then it was never allowed to come out on anything else ever again. <laughs> Rip. Let's see. There was a period in like the NES and Super NES era where all Shonen Jump properties were adapted into card game RPGs for some reason. <laughs> There's like five or six Dragon Ball card game RPGs. I don't know why. There's a uh, there's like three or four Fist of the North Star par- card game RPGs. If you know what Fist of the North Star is, you understand why that's even less appropriate than Dragon Ball. For those uh, not in the know, Fist of the North Star is the what happens if uh, you combine Bruce Lee and Mad Max, except in this case, Bruce Lee punches people so hard they explode. And somehow that was uh, adapted for the NES into a card game RPG. Huh. I don't think they cared. <laughs> huh. It was uh, one of those situations, I guess I would describe it, I, I will retract that. I don't think they had the luxury of caring how little it fit. We'll go with that. But yeah, in any case, uh, questions go in comment section or the or the podcast section of the RP Gamer Discord. Otherwise, see you, Space Cowboys. And if I swallow anything evil, put your finger 